Florida State is 9-0. They clinched the trip to the ACC championship game. Yet I'm pretty pissed off today. Let's talk about it. What is going on, Noel fans? This is the Noel It All podcast. I am still Kyle Wright on this pretty chilly Sunday morning here in the Florida Panhandle. Um, you know, I kind of opened the show there by saying I'm pissed off, and I kind of, you know, I don't want to sit here and be 100% negative for this whole podcast, but 24-7, to the 30-point streak came to an end yesterday against Pittsburgh, and Florida State just looked flat. Now, I understand. Keon Coleman's out. Hakeem Williams is out. Johnny Wilson is out. Found out later, Deuce Span is out. We're missing a lot of receivers. But we had 500 yards of offense and only managed to come up with 24 points. I just, I, we're in a time of the year where, and you guys know as well as I do, the committee's always going to look for a reason to keep FSU out. And this next week, they might. And to be honest with you, looking at their rankings from last week where they had us all the way down at number four, you look at Washington last night, and there's a good possibility this Tuesday Florida State's going to drop to number five. So as of right now, we would be out of it. Mm. You got, This is the time of year where you got to get style points in those wins. And Florida State did not do that last night. It was not a uh, not a fun game to watch. Even even to like towards the end, it, it was just it was that kind of game where you just sit on the couch with your arms folded. Like here we go, here's here's what the committee wanted, right? Ugh, just sickening, sickening. I'm gonna kind of speed through this recap today because I uh, got a lot of things at the end of this podcast to talk about. I'm gonna give my uh, top ten again, and I want to just go over quickly the ACC's new scheduling format, adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU starting next year so let's go into the scoring recap real quick Pittsburgh took a 7-0 lead pretty early on in the game and that would be their only points of the game this was a bub means nine yard pass from Christian they said his name a thousand times uh, so I don't I didn't really understand it but I put Pitt up seven to nothing still can't pronounce that kid's last name I'm sorry shout out to him he played a pretty decent game these were the only points Pittsburgh would score. Florida State would tie it up on a 10-play, 75-yard drive, capped off by a one-yard touchdown run by Jordan Travis. Florida State would take the lead right before halftime on a Ryan Fitzgerald 32-yard field goal. And in the third quarter, uh, the Biscuit, Biscuit Douglas, with a 22-yard touchdown catch from Jordan Travis, put the Knolls up 17-7. And Trey Benson had a 55-yard touchdown run to put the Knolls up by the final score of 24 to 7 they you know I sat here and said they broke the 30 point streak is over and it, it is but they had an opportunity to to extend it and they didn't do it um you know you don't want to go in there and kick your opponent while they're down I guess so shout out to it I guess shout out to the uh I mean you don't care about streaks you just want the win could have used the style points though Jordan Travis was 22 of 36 for 360 yards and a touchdown. Trey Benson had 12 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. 
Uh, 55 of that did come on one carry. So, you know, from there he had 11 for 40, 41. So a little less than four yards of carry outside of that one. 11 for 42. Sorry. Math is hard. Uh, Jockey Douglas, six catches, 115 yards. The only receiver that I feel really stepped up in the absence of the, uh, all the big guys, Kyle Morlock, four for 80. Uh, the tight ends did come out to play Jaheim Bell, five for 23. They were, he, he doesn't get a lot of yards on his catches, but he, you know, still stepped up in a big way. Biscuit Douglas, three for 41 and a touchdown. So Lawrence Toafili lost a fumble on the first drive of the game. The Knowles were driving and that was just, that kind of set the tone for how disgusting this game was going to be. On the defensive side of the ball, three sacks for the Knowles, one by Kalen DeLoach, one by Braden Fisk, and one by Ashlyn Barker. Uh, lead tacklers for the game were Akeem Dent with seven, Fentrell Cypress with six, Renardo Green with six, and uh, DJ Lundy right there with five as well. Want to shout out Fentrell Cypress. Kind of got burned a couple times early on in this game, but really stepped it up. And on one of the touchdowns that he got burned on, was able to not give up on the play and chase his dude down to the end zone of force and recover a fumble in the end zone that, you know, Pitt came out and made it 7 nothing a little later on, but Florida State couldn't score for a long time. That And you're talking about 14 nothing Pitt, and I don't know if Florida State yesterday was going to be able to dig themselves out of that hole. Conrad Hussey did have an interception uh, that would seal the game later on. You know, 500 yards of offense for the Seminoles yesterday. You'd think I'd be like a little, a little bit more excited. This was one of their best offensive performances yards-wise of the season, but the execution was terrible. And I, obviously, like I said, gonna talk a little bit more about it here in a little bit. But actually, let's get into it now. First of all, I want to talk about the what went right because Jordan Travis asked to go out there without without his big guys, without his his comfort blankets, his Keon Coleman, his Johnny Wilson. Uh, you know, he has even been connecting a lot with uh, Hakeem Williams, who has been starting to step up and be a bigger part of the offense. And he, he had to go out there without those guys. And, you know, he practices with these guys all the time. But shout-out to him. And shout-out to Jockey Douglas being able to step up in a big way as well. Uh, don't know if I want him returning punts ever again. But... She, he, he stepped up huge in the receiving game. And, you know, just Jordan Travis, man, still had two touchdowns, still had, you know, almost 400 yards of offense in himself. I don't think he fell out of the Heisman race, but I will say that uh, he, he's, he's slipping, and it's not really his fault, and here's why. The what went wrong. The play calling for Florida State this year I'm starting to get to the point where I trust Mike Norvell in everything except for this. I would let Mike Norvell babysit my kids, but I don't want him calling plays for Florida State next year. I I just don't don't know if why Alex Atkins doesn't call the plays. I don't don't understand that why you have an offensive coordinator and in it, 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 it this 2023 i understand like this happens a lot more than people think like the oc has a, a lot more duties than calling plays but i just i feel like if you go out in college football and you look at the the head coaches that call plays there's not a lot of success the guys that are successful have really good offensive coordinators you look at nick saban you look at kirby smart you you gotta you gotta have some play callers, man. 
I just feel like Mike Norvell is just not doing a great job at this. And I, and he's a great head coach. He's dug Florida State out of the hole. I mean, he's only, he's been here for three years, and we're back in the ACC championship game. His recruiting class for next year is already incredible. The Luke Krumenhawk situation where he started recruiting him when nobody else was, and now he's got his fifth star. He's a five-star quarterback three years, two years later. I mean, I trust Mike Norvell with everything else. I just don't know if I want him calling plays for the Florida State Seminoles anymore. I don't want to harp too much on it because, like I said, I got I got a lot more to get into in this podcast. But that 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 will be my what went wrong. The play calling has just been. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Embarrassing. You have 500 yards of offense. You better score more than 24 points. And that's how we'll leave that. Go to some scores from the top 25. Number one, Ohio State with a win over Rutgers, 35-16. to Number two, Georgia with a win over number 12, Missouri, 30-21. to Number three, Michigan with a big win over Purdue, 41-13. to We already talked about number four, Florida State on the road at Pittsburgh, 24-7. Number five, Washington over number 20, USC, 52-42. Number six, Oregon over Cal, 63-19. Number seven, Texas over number 23, Kansas State, 33-30. Number eight, Alabama over number 14, LSU, 42-28. Number 22, Oklahoma State knocks off number 9, Oklahoma and Bedlam, 27-24. to Maybe the last time this game is going to happen for a long time, unfortunately. Number 10, Ole Miss over Texas A&M, 38-35. Number 11, Penn State over Maryland, 51-15. to Number 13, Louisville over Virginia Tech, 34-3. Probably going to see Louisville in the ACC championship game. Clemson over number 15, Notre Dame, 31-23. to Makes you feel, it, this was the kind of game that made FSU fans feel a little bit better, and this was before the kickoff of the pit game because, you know, Clemson really defensively dominated Notre Dame, and it showed that at Clemson is still a very tough place to go play, so it made us feel a lot better about this situation. And then our game happened, and they drug us right back down to earth. Like, golly, we are, maybe we're just not good on the road. Maybe we're just not a good road team. Number 16, Oregon State over Colorado, 26-19. to Number 17, Tennessee over UConn. I don't know why they're playing UConn in the first week of November. I don't know why that's even possible, but 59-3 to victory for them. Number 18, Utah over Arizona State, 55-3. to Arizona upsets number 19, UCLA, 27-10. Number 21, Kansas with a win at Iowa State, 28-21. Excuse me. Number 24, Tulane wins at East Carolina, 13-10. And Army knocks off number 25, Air Force, 23-3. And let's get into the ACC scores for the weekend. Duke over Wake Forest, 24-21. Boston College over Syracuse, 17-10. We already talked about the ranked matchups. North Carolina over Campbell, 59-7. Why is North Carolina playing Campbell right in the middle of the ACC schedule? Who the hell knows? Georgia Tech over Virginia, 45-17. And NC State over Miami, 20-6. We will see Miami next week coming into Tallahassee. And the all-time series 
currently sitting at 35-32 in favor of the Miami Hurricanes. But since Miami has joined the ACC, Florida State is 12-7 against them. So last year's domination, 45-3 victory down in Dope Campbell South, Miami Gardens, Florida, not Coral Gables where the university is from. Florida State dominated 45-3. The year before that was the 4th and 14 game where Florida State would get a 31-28 victory. This is uh, Mario Cristobal's second year. I think he's 11-10 and 10 as the Miami Hurricanes head coach. They're currently sitting at 6-4 and four, or some, yeah, wait. Yeah, da, 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 six and three. Excuse me. They're currently sitting at six and three, and Florida State sitting at nine and zero. Oh. Don't know a kickoff time for this game yet. I'm recording this at seven fifteen in the morning. Don't have anything announced just yet, but I, I'm thinking probably a three thirty Eastern time kickoff for this game. It would make sense. So, Florida State Miami this week. I'm going to try to drop an episode midweek and talk a little bit more about this game. Try to get me a Miami fan on. If I don't, if I can't, I apologize to you guys. I am going to this game, so uh, it'll be, you know, the usual for me. I'll be dropping an episode after this game, and it'll be Sunday sometime, and I'll be probably hungover, probably tired, and probably pretty horsed. I expect Florida State to get the job done next week. If Just in case I don't get an opportunity to record midweek, I'm going to really try hard to, though. I expect Florida State to get the job done next week. It, it, there's just no reason not to. Miami couldn't even score against NC State. I just Florida State's got to be ready though. They got to be healthy. They got to be ready. It's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. I understand that. Florida State's got to be ready. That I mean, that's that's as basic as it gets, right? No, like no shit. But that's as that's as clear as it gets. Florida State's just got to get healthy, and they got to be ready. So I want to jump into the new schedule format real quick before I end this episode. Uh, Cal, Stanford, and SMU will officially join the ACC next year. And I'm just going to talk about the Florida State side of it here for just a second and talk about which ones we will play each year. So starting next year, 2024, here's what Florida State will be looking at as far as conference schedules. Next year, Florida State will host Boston College, Clemson, North Carolina, and the new ACC team of Cal. And on the road, Florida State will go to Duke, Georgia Tech. Uh, actually, Georgia Tech is not at Georgia Tech. That game's going to be in Ireland. They'll go at Miami, and they will go at SMU. 2025, Florida State will play at home against Miami, Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. They will go at Clemson, NC State, Virginia, and Stanford. 2026, Florida State at home will play Clemson, North Carolina State, SMU, and Virginia. And on the road, we'll play Boston College, Louisville, Miami, and Pitt. So a year to circle there. Kind of a tough schedule on the road that season. 2027, Florida State will play Duke, Georgia Tech, Miami, and Pitt at home. They will go at Syracuse, North Carolina, Clemson, and Cal. 2028, Florida State will play at home. Boston College, Cal, Clemson, Carolina. And it will go at Miami, SMU, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, 2029. At home, Miami, NC State, Stanford, and Syracuse. They will go at Virginia, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Boston College. And finally, 2030. At home, they will play Clemson, Louisville, Virginia, Wake Forest. They will go at Syracuse, Stanford, Miami, and Duke. 
And that wraps up the uh, the ACC schedule format for the next six years. I just don't know. I, I hate this. I hate these teams being in the ACC. I, I uh, God, I mean, with with all disrespect, I, I don't think this does anything for the conference. And uh, I don't know what else to say about it. It's stupid. Uh, Florida State has to go at SMU next year, which is fine. It, I mean, I expect Florida State to be able to handle SMU, but still, don't love it at all. Last thing on this podcast today, I'm going to give out my college football playoff top 10. And last week I had Florida State at number two, and this week I dropped them two spots. So let's get into it. I have Georgia at number one. Like I said last week, Georgia is number one until somebody proves that Georgia is no longer number one. Number two, Ohio State. They just, uh, you know, I mean, they struggled a little bit at Rutgers yesterday, but the college football playoff committee has them at number one. They still have some decent wins. So I'm going to go ahead and put them at number two here. I I think right now they're better than Florida State, and that's really what it came down to for me. Number three, Washington. I I also had Washington leapfrog Florida State this week, and this is where style points mean so much to me. Uh, Washington does have two much better wins at USC and uh, versus Oregon that I don't think Florida State would win either one of those games if they came out like they did yesterday, and that to me means a lot. So I do have Florida State sitting at number four. I have Michigan at number five. The whole you haven't played anybody argument really just doesn't mean anything for anybody more than it means for Michigan. And I think with this whole scandal out right now that, you know, I think there needs to be some kind of punishment for it. And while there might not be on the main committee, there will be from Kyle Wright's committee. And I'm going to drop Michigan to number five. On number at number six, I've got Oregon. I still think they're the best one loss team in the nation. If you were to say name one team you don't want to play, it would either be Washington or Oregon. It would probably be Oregon just because their defense is also just so damn dominant. Number seven, I have Alabama, and here they come. Right here comes the Alabama team that we hear about every year, and you know they're—I mean—they're about to clinch a spot in the SEC championship game against Georgia. And they're not going to hold out a one-loss SEC champion, no matter how it's going to happen. So, interested to see where they put Alabama on Tuesday with the new college football playoff rankings. Going to be very interesting to see. Do they leapfrog Texas like I did? Because Texas does have the head-to-head win over Alabama. Going to be tough. Texas also beat a ranked team this week, and I've got them at number eight. Number nine, I've got Penn State. And number 10, Ole Miss, which is setting up a number 10 versus number one game. And the Kyle's football playoff rankings, at least. We'll see where Ole Miss is ranked on the main ones. But this that's my top ten. Just to go over it one more time. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Washington. Number four, FSU. Number five, Michigan. Number six, Oregon. Seven, Alabama. Eight, Texas. Nine, Penn State. Ten, Ole Miss. So there's my rankings for this week. And looking forward to Miami hate week. I uh, I hope the Seminoles are as well. It's going to be hard to get back up after. I mean, maybe they were caught looking ahead. It was still a three-score victory. They didn't cover the spread, but they could have. I mean, all things considered, maybe it wasn't as bad as I'm sitting here making it out to be, but you can't watch a game like that and tell me that it wasn't at least kind of disappointing and really f- definitely frustrating to say the very least. 
I hope FSU knows that playoff games are not played at Doak Campbell Stadium. They're going to have to go on the road, and they're going to have to get up for anybody that they play because there are some damn good teams in college football this year. So with that being said, everybody, I'm going to get out of here. Looking forward to recording next week after we hopefully dismantle the Miami Hurricanes. We'll see you guys then.